Buddy boots his 900th. Alir kicks the sealer and the Mighty Bloods get home by a goal in a thriller under the roof. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be discussing a review of last Sunday's epic win against North Melbourne, a preview of the next game against the Gold Coast Suns at the SCG, and of course, everything else Sydney Swans. My name is Tom Flanagan. I'm joined tonight in the Podular Media Studio, as always, by Madison Clark and Ben Andrew. How are we, fellas? What a win. How good's that? Benny, what have we been looking for? Oh, yeah. What have we been begging for? One, two, three. That'd be four. Four quarters four of football. Quarters. And we finally bloody got it. I was running around the room. Ecstatic. It's huge. Ecstatic. It's huge. I was screaming expletives. Literally the first time we've done it all year. It was fantastic. It was just absolutely Awesome. It was an all-round performance for us. Exactly. It had, we, had, we had a great performance from Horse upstairs and the, and the rest of the coaching panel. Yep. The kids, Colin O'Reardon, we are going to touch on that a little bit later, oh. I reckon. Oh, we ever. But it was just, you, you mentioned Horse. The, the fact that he showed that he was able to adapt and be agile when, when things weren't working was probably the key thing for me. The key take out of the game, Tommy. What did you think? Yeah, well, I, th- I think Horse answered all his critics in, in one foul swoop when he moved Alir from fullback to full to forward. To kick the winning goal. Correct. Exactly right. And throughout the uh, the last quarter, I was sitting with a couple of mates and I was thinking, oh, what's the move here? There is a move here. I'm not sure what it is. Is it sinkers to full forward? That's always what I think. But, <laughs> it, you know, Your it, man. It, Your man. You know, Who to blame? There's got, there's, got to, there's got to be a move. Something's got to be swung around here. I didn't think of that one. A lead to full forward. And Horse just threw it out there with a couple of minutes to go. And it was the exact tonic we needed. And in the press conference, he was very open in saying, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I'm just glad he took that risk. Uh, in the dying stages of the game, that's very been very unhorse-like this year, and I'm I'm glad he was able to uh, just throw caution to the wind for once. And the, and the kids, how good were the kids? Uh, the, the kids of our our best twenty-two of of the twenty-two on the weekend that took took the field, just magnificent. Ben Ronk, Benny Ronk, five goals up the front, loves a goal. One, when he hates one, hates one, morally <laughs> opposed kicking goals. <laughs> When when he pulls out one of those blinders, he he just leads. He's a um, it naturally leads the team with the way he plays his footy. He doesn't have to say much. Goes but, after it. Just goes really hard. Goes and gets it. He's very smart about his positioning and uh, and the kind of the play that he wants to to run. And I mean, you saw it with that uh, with that goal at the end of the third quarter, <laughs> storming into uh, storming into the fifty and just nailing it. And how was when the, we when we bloody needed it too? How was the spin move out of the pack? Oh, just that is lightning. That, that is lightning. What, that is what you want. That is what you want from the young blokes. Love the uh, the disposal uh, compared to the previous week against Geelong. Just a lot more effective disposals all around the ground from from every player. Um, I'll, I'll bring up the stats uh, while we talk about it, but um, there's a lot more effective disposals. That was the one thing that struck to me when I looked through the stats of the game uh, compared to the previous week. I feel like we were a lot more patient um, than we have yeah, been. Yeah, definitely. Than definitely. we have been in previous games. And you can tell by the um, variance of the goal kickers, um, but he didn't kick a goal until the third quarter. Um, that. Obviously. But when he got going. Oh, yes. But that obviously shows that we're lowering our eyes a little bit and, and we're hitting other targets. And, you know, that's why we've got Ronk with five and uh, Papley and Haywood with two each. You know, that's that's the sort of spread we want. 
Great return from Paps as well. Huge. Great return. And loved him through the midfield as well. Speaking of Buddy, you just touched on Buddy. 900 career goals for the great man, Lance Franklin. Into the record books. Yep. And they were, it was a pretty handy, pretty handy set shot from just outside 50. And uh, on, as we his, were saying, on his arc. On his arc, absolutely. And then uh, he went back and slotted another one in that fourth quarter, uh, which was a very, very handy goal. It was, never, it, was never, it was never missing. I turned to my mate Dave, who actually gives few shits about football. Uh, but he took me, he's gone, oh, he's probably a bit far out. I said, what would you know, mate? Shut up. He's in his <laughs> element. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you right now. Pressure's on. He's he's the center. He's at the center of the attention. Yep. He's gonna he's gonna nail this. And yeah. sure enough, he went back, and it was never in doubt. That's his bread and butter. You'd rather him kicking there, fifty five with the heat on, than 20, 20 meters out directly in front. Well, he did the same thing against GWS late last year. Mm. Remember that? And that was basically on the boundary, and he just curled it in. It was unbelievable. Yep. So he's sitting in ninth at the moment. By the end of the season, he could be sitting as high as seventh. Uh, he's thirteen goals behind Lee Matthews with nine hundred and fifteen, and He's uh, 24 goals behind Matthew Lord. I want him to catch Lordo. I reckon he can catch Lordo this year. It's it's doable. 24 goals for the remainder of the season. They'll be in front of Lloyd with only Titus, Ablett, Wade, Dunstall, Coventry and Lockett to catch after that. Yeah, well, four years to go on the contract. You'd have to say he's he's got 1,100 in the bag. You'd say so. You would have to. You'd you would have so. to think so. And that would have him fourth behind Lockett, Coventry and Dunstall. Mm. That's enormous. That's huge. To call yourself a top, the top five goal kickers of all time. Yeah. And when you think about it, you've got to remember the blokes that are doing these scores, they're once in a generation players. And again, no one's going to get close to those figures again. Yeah. Just the way football's played yeah. now. They're once in a generation players. Yeah. And, and to think as well, the guys above him, how much time they spent deep in the goal square and how much time Buddy spends up the ground. Correct. Uh, it's an outstanding achievement. And the fact that it's in modern day footy as well, uh, where there are... There is a lot more congestion and um, uh, defensive structures uh, trying to prevent forwards from kicking big bags of goals. Buddy still seems to thrive. Yeah, and I think I think that's the thing. You know, Buddy is still it's still very realistic for him to go out and kick ten. Yep, kick nine, kick ten. Uh, whereas you probably can't say that about too many of the other leading goal kickers. You don't see. You, you're not going to see. You, I just don't feel like Ben Brown would go out and kick ten. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he can't. Every now but, and again, but you can see Buddy doing it frequently. Every every time he runs out on the ground, it's like, well, he could re- very realistically kick ten today. That's right, because that's just how he that's just how he rolls. No, but it's a sensational achievement for uh, for Lance. Lance spoke about uh, those effective disposals. That stat that I looked at um, earlier in the day and last week against Geelong, there was just the one player who had more than sixteen. Effective disposals throughout the day. Uh, that was Jake Lloyd. He had 26 for the day, but the next was Aaliyah with 16, and uh, it just wasn't enough. Whereas you compare that to the game on the weekend against North Melbourne, we had Rampy, Lloyd, Aaliyah, Heaney, Jones, Florent, Cunningham, and Hewitt all with more than 16. So just more of a spread of uh, damaging contributors with the ball in hand. Aaliyah was absolutely fantastic. He and sure cast was. your mind back to the Western Bulldogs game. Yep. Now, he was bored. He was rushed back a little bit, and we needed someone to plug a hole, and we brought him in, and we all said the same thing. Not enough game time. He's just not up to it at the moment. Well, has he not put in the hard yards in the kneeful and really turned his form around? Yep. Because he's on. It, it, you, can't, you can't drop him. 
No, certainly you not. You cannot drop him. You can't. You can't. He was so solid every time he got the footy. And even though Majak um, still kicked pretty pretty much a bag on him, I still think he played. Well, Lee's not a little guy, but yeah. Majak is the biggest bloke He's in the huge. competition. He's huge. And he that, would have to be the strongest guy in the comp. That battle was enthralling. That was... So so great to see. It was. That, that was one of the highlights of the day. If you're a neutral Definitely. fan, if you if you had no affiliation to North Melbourne or Sydney, you'd just love to watch that and, and uh, not have any emotional attachment to any result that either particular my player may have in any given contest throughout the day. But yeah, great matchup. Two brilliant athletes and great for the uh, youngsters of the Sudanese community to see a couple of their heroes going head to head. Yeah, it was Absolutely. it was really good for the game at large. To, uh, to see that happen. And it wasn't just um, confined to the North Melbourne forward line. They were they were moving up the ground. That, that athletic, I, you know, saw, saw them both taking uncontested marks up on the wing. So I personally was, thought Ali was our best player. I thought I thought he was our, our most it was our most damaging defender, uh, both from a uh, defensive standpoint and then maybe not going the other. I thought Rampy going the other way was fantastic. His ball use was just scintillating we'll, we'll get to him in a bit but yeah um uh, i thought ali was if he wasn't our best player he was close to it yeah very great coming out of the 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 back 50 tell me what did you boys think of the umpiring oh i thought in the first half it was pretty pretty ordinary i thought dane rampy particularly got crucified dane was very yeah. unlucky i he, think the, the didn't get much support didn't correct. get much support correct and the comment he made um, I, do, I forget who the umpire was, but he literally outmuscled Ben Brown, and the umpire gave a free kick to Ben Brown, and he said, "What? He got a free kick because I'm stronger than him," and the umpire could, had nothing to say, which mm. fair enough because it was outrageous. He had a point. Yeah. Well, I mean, we lost the free kicks twenty to nine. Twenty to nine. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's a big discrepancy. It's a, pretty, it's a damning stat. Damning stat. It's 2016 grand final esque. Oh, oh don't don't go there. <laughs> oh, don't go there. <laughs> at least we won this one. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't help but be so proud of the young group that we've got. After Kennedy went off, it was just Sinclair, Franklin, Smith, and Rampy over the age of 25. Everyone yeah. else out there taking the field in a red and white jumper was 25 or under, and just that. Um, uh, willingness to go and go again. And the belief in themselves, I thought the belief uh, grew throughout the day. I thought Ronk kicking a couple early would have really given that b- belief to the rest of, yep. the, of the group. So that was really important that he did hit the scoreboard. You, nice said, off air, you said off air that he, the way Ben Ronk leads is just through actions and, and through how he goes about it on the field. And I think that was uh, never clearer than on uh, Sunday afternoon. Yep, yep. Just stepped up and grabbed the game by a scruff of the neck. And then when we were down and, and North looked like they were about to kick away and set up an insurmountable lead, he got us back into it as well, kicked another yeah. couple of games. Can, so. can I just say something about Kennedy? Obviously, he went off very early in the second quarter. But what I loved from him, even beyond that, was the fact that he was sitting on the bench and he was still the captain. Mostly, most of the time, you'll see players come from the field with an injury and they'll sulk and they'll just sit there in a dressing gown. Sit there with the ice on, the clad wrap, the jacket. He was very, very active and and talking to players as they came off the ground. So you'd have to say that sort of played a part as well. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. That's, you know, as we... Good vibes, good attitude. Helps yeah, the boys. that's what you want to see from your captain, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I loved uh, Tommy McCartan 
And the way he presented again, he's Jeez, just I'm, awesome he for an 18-year-old centre-half forward. This, yep. And this is the thing. You talk about how good the kids are. Right? These are all first-year players. These are all kids who are like, realistically... He's they're 18 they're years underdone. old. They're underdone. They, should, they have no right to be, content, to be competing the way that they are at, at an AFL level. But Tommy, more of the same from him. Having contests, working out the field. Uh, the amount of marks that he's comes up and contests at fullback kickouts. Yep. It's fantastic. Yep. Uh, how about Harry Cunningham and his ball use and his pace? He was fantastic. At the Harry, Harry. Thought uh, it was fantastic and uh, pretty... Uh, it's been his whole year, hasn't it? Yep. I mean, that's, Kicked that's a big what goal, he's done. set up he's a couple. Played his role and, uh, and more so. And yep. he'll, hopefully he continues to do it. He's been um, fantastic. Colin O'Reardon. Colin O'Reardon. Now, goal. Oh, mate, I... I said before, again, off air, that whenever he got the ball, uh, an amazing sense of calm fell over me, Benny. And that doesn't often happen with these Irish backmen. When Ty Kelly got the ball, <laughs> I often, oftentimes had my heart in my mouth, Tommy. But uh, Colin just went about it in a very composed, mature manner, didn't he? Yeah, you, well, composed is right. He was... Uh... He was reading the ball beautifully through the air. Ten intercept possessions, a game high. Uh, used the ball at 83%. Um, first game up. You, you cannot ask for anything more from, from a bloke. Having to step up um, in an undermanned defence. It's just lost McVeigh. It's just lost Grundy. Key players that um, normally do those roles. And for Alir and O'Reardon and Marsh to step into those roles. We're talking about Colin now in particular. But uh, for those three, I thought, to step into those roles and just dominate was outstanding. He Colin, de- he Colin def- was great. Definitely gets a game next week. Without 100%. a shadow of a doubt. No, you couldn't drop him after that. No. Could you? No. That'd be criminal. Uh, fair country. Fair go. <laughs> and I thought as well as our younger players stepping up, the few senior players that we did have available, uh, when we needed them to do something, they, they were there. And I, I thought Rampy at the back was magnificent all day. Uh, I just love him. Smooch, likewise, the two of them, um, you know, guided the likes of Orin and, and Marsh and Aaliyah uh, through the defence all day. I heard um, Aaliyah mention after the game and Orin in their post-match interviews how, how good it was to have Rampy and Smith standing next to them, just giving them confidence, reassuring them um, that they're doing the right things. Uh, 100%. Franklin, every... 10 when, out of 10. When he needed to step up, he stepped up. Uh, Sinclair, combative all day. Uh, in the middle, probably uh, Goldie got a few more hit-outs than Cal did. But oh, Cal... got, Goldie smashed him, but he he stood there and he, he made a contest, and that's all you want. Laid situation. eight tackles the most for yeah. any swan as well. Um, yeah, so just sit effort. back down there, mate. That's, that's Tommy's man. That's Tommy's man. <laughs> and Luke Parker, Come in I thought... here with that blasphemy. You're unbelievable, mate. <laughs> Parker had a quiet first half, but I thought yeah. he was yep. just about our most important player yeah, in the second half. When he... Kennedy went off, he was everything. Yep. Most instrumental bloke That's smother. That smother in the How final quarter. Unbelievable. That's what you want from Lukey Parker. Yeah, he is hard as a cat's head. Is it just an awesome win? Aliyah's uh, final goal. Um, that was great to watch. Uh, obviously, scores level with under two minutes to play. We're we're all craving a match-winning goal from someone. And first goal in footy. First goal in footy, and I, I loved how it was set up by just a crashed pack by Tommy McCartan, and then Papley just flicking the ball over the back, and then Aliyah just runs onto it with his athleticism, but yeah. took off and burst away from the North Melbourne defence. It was great to see it wasn't Buddy kicking the winning goal. Yeah. Um, but like I said, Buddy was crucial. Heaney was crucial. Heaney kicked a magnificent goal as well. Well, let's, um, talk, let's talk about Buddy's last goal. 
with the crashed pack and the way that he just followed the up. Yeah. The dribbler. Yeah, special. Yeah, that's... He was just fantastic in that situation. Because no he was presenting the entire time leading up to that, and then finally one came in, and he managed to uh, and, managed to get dangerous. And, and and those three moments, the two buddy goals in the last quarter and the Heaney goal, we needed those three moments of class to get over the line because yeah. we, were, we were scrapping well, and we, we did a mighty job um, just, just bashing and crashing all day, but we needed those little moments of class to separate the, the game. The Heaney goal particularly, you just knew when he got the ball that he was going to have a shot and you knew he was probably going to kick it. And that was all class, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant. I loved uh, I loved Ronk's last goal as well. Oh, the pack. So good. Just, just spun out of the pack. It was fantastic. Haywood's goals were really important. To, I think that, that's another thing I noticed with our forward entries. When we got it in really quickly, really deep and really central... Our smalls are, are yep. that good at ground level that you can sort of put them in a in a situation where it's not full advantage towards us, and the boys can just bring it to ground and somehow scrap a goal. Ronk did it multiple times. Haywood did it multiple times. Uh, I think we should back that. Haywood's goal, first goal, was unbelievable. Yeah, it was. Uh, he barely had a nanosecond to yeah, throw it on his boot. Correct, mm. and he was he was mm. actually running away from the goal as well. Moreover, though, the, the structures there. Well, the structure's it. there to support it. It's not all of a sudden we're kicking to it. We're actually kicking to a target. Yep. And we've got the support there at ground level. It's not about us just going, where's Buddy? And just bombing it in. Yeah, if we're strategically going, it'd be deeper and we've got the, yeah, the, uh, the ground level support from the, uh, from the mosquito <laughs> fleet. Mosquito fleet. That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. Although, yeah, it just looked a whole lot more professional and structured this week, didn't it? And hopefully we continue on that path, Billy. Big tick from uh, from horse. Oh, Into the yeah. votes, Tommy. Yeah, votes. All right. Uh, the one vote went to a man that we've spoken about a couple of times already in this first segment. Dane Rampy, the great Dane. Uh, one of my men, I believe. Twenty-eight yes. disposals, five, got his, got five of which were contested. Eighty-nine percent efficiency, ten marks, six intercepts, nine rebound, fifty-seven one percenters, seven hundred and one meters gained, and a game high twenty-five effective disposals. Seven hundred and one meters gained. Not bad. From a key defender. Yeah, a bit stiff, just the one vote. Come on, True Bloods. Get around your man. Get around your man. Two votes, Benny. The Boudoir. Mr. 900. Mr. 900. Hey. Mr. Nine Years, 10 million. Buddy Franklin. Absolutely uh, influential in our game. 19 disposals, seven, uh, seven contested, nine marks. Nine marks for Bud. That's huge. He was fantastic, and a lot. He took a couple of really strong yeah. overhead grabs, which, yep. as has been well documented, whilst improved, is not his strongest, strongest face. Very much improved, though. Uh, has been sen- sensational. So nine marks, four inside fifty, uh, five inside fifties, ten score involvements, two goal assists, and three sausage rolls for the big fella, including. One late to uh, to put us back on legal level. Yes. Oh, uh, to yeah, level it. Yeah, yeah. leveled it. Did it? Yep. Yeah. And then the league. Yeah, and then uh, and also the other two, just you know, a couple of roosts from outside fifty trademark. on the set on the set shot. Trademark. That's the term, isn't mm. it, Frank? Uh, there, Matt. That's the term. Three votes. That'd be uh, <clears throat> one of my men, and if he's not, I'm making him one. Nice to have him back. Nice actually, to have him back in the team. Actually, contentious point because I reckon we've had a conversation on the air in previous weeks about how he's all of our. Men. Oh, that's true. That's true. 
contentious point. That note, come here, who, who introduced multiple men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's my man. Yeah, he's mine too. Yeah, <laughs> mitts off him. He's mine. <laughs> nice to have him back. I'm not going to. Well, it is. I'm not going to say his name. I'm just going to read the stats. And that is 28 disposals, five clearances. Five clearances, in fact. Three marks, four tackles, four intercepts, five score involvements. Five. Five. And two goals. Now, could you think of a more well-rounded performance Very than, balanced. than Mr. Isaac Heaney gave on Sunday at Marvel Stadium? That is huge. Yeah. No. That's a big, it's a big return. Yeah. It's a really big return. And it shows that what... You know what we miss. Yep. When he's not in the side. Correct. You saw how clean uh, Tim Kelly was in that Geelong game. I just wonder if Isaac may have uh, nullified that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or shown him up a little bit. Yeah. Even yeah. if he had been able kept to play. him kept him accountable. Yeah. Um, Tommy, have you got uh, number four? Uh, Alia Alia, twenty three disposals at eighty seven percent efficiency, ten marks, nine intercept possessions. Eight score involvements and the winning goal for Aaliyah. Aaliyah, outstanding game from him. Uh, pretty stiff to not get the five votes, I would have thought. Uh, in the air, um, he was outstanding at the back. His athleticism, um, just bounding away um, off half-back. He was fantastic to watch. And that winning goal, well, we don't win the game without it. Absolutely not. And building week to week. Oh, yep. yes. Building more and more and just gaining confidence. But five My man. of your finest. My man. Oh, please, Matt. Take it away. <laughs> no, no, you take it away. I'm just letting well, you I'm know. Not gonna, I'm not going to steal your man. I'm just letting you know. It's my man. Oh, it's a bit, bit convenient if you ask me, but anyway. <laughs> Don't hear you harping on about it. But uh, in any case, 16 touches, three marks, three inside 50s, two intercepts, seven score involvement. That's that's where you get your value the for The man money. that got us started and the man that finished it. Ben Ronk. Oh, you stole my thunder. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, look, you can't. There was no way. There was As soon as he kicked his fifth, uh, in fact, as soon as he kicked his fourth, there was no way he wasn't getting no. five. Correct. His scoreboard impacts, his prowess around, uh, at, at ground level, he is just an out-and-out star. And we're, again, we are talking about a kid, this guy who has come in and played a couple of games of AFL and is showing the best how it's done. He would have been a nightmare to play against a junior level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, you would have hated that. Yeah. He'd let you know about it yeah, too, but he, he would he'd kick it going and go and just stand in, stand next to you in the pocket, give you a couple of pinches into the uh, just uh, just into the rib cage. Would oh, you like that one, mate? Yeah, got got another one for you this time. <laughs> if uh, if if one of Ronks or Flo don't win the Rising Star at the end of this year, I reckon I'm going to have to march down to AFL House. And... I agree. I agree. People are saying Stevenson. They're like, oh, Stevenson regularly kicks who, bags. Who has been very good? He's been great. Gonna, He's been, been great. Good on him. Good on him. But, good on him. but Ronks kicked bags as well. <laughs> Why not? Did, did Jaden Stevenson kick seven goals? I don't think did he did in his third game. I don't think he did. And I don't think it was against. I don't think there was the kind of like there was so much weight behind that as well. Like yeah. Sydney Hawthorne. Sydney Hawthorne. Nobody. MC, MCG Friday night. And he goes out and he kicks seven. Yep. In his third game. Unbelievable. After kicking two at the Cattery the two weeks before. In his first game. Yeah. Sticking up for the boys. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. There's a few boys that are pretty stiff to miss uh, on, on the votes. There was that many yeah. good players. Try, in the win. try the rest of the list, Tom. Yeah, just about. <laughs> the just rest about. of the playing squad. <laughs> but one in particular I thought oh, I should mention, Colin O'Reardon, 17 disposals, 7 marks, game-high 10 intercepts, 5 rebound 50s, 5 tackles, 4 one percenters. Here's what Alir Alir had to say about his teammate's great debut. Especially Colin, debut. Oh, man, he's... Because I, I, I lived with him my, um, his first season, and to be honest, the first two weeks, I could not understand what he was saying. We were just playing FIFA, just nodding head, and didn't really understand each other, but uh, he, he has come a long way, and um, he, he's one of my close mates, and you know, to see him debut and be able to play with him is outstanding, and he was, he was terrific, you know, coming off, taking masks, just you know, running and bouncing from um, defence is huge. So, um, so just playing FIFA and nodding heads, the boys. They were in the early days, Lear and Cole. But uh, out out in the uh, ground, kicking goals and winning games for the Bloods in the seniors now. Yeah, how good, how good. Like to see that kind of camaraderie from the boys. Tell you what, Mads, it'd be a good life playing AFL football, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't yeah, very it? good life living living up in Bondi. Yeah, just playing FIFA. Living up in Bondi, and I've often said, I think personally, I'd struggle being a celebrity. I would hate to be the centre of attention. Oh yeah. Up there. Oh yeah. Up there. Oh yeah, you'd hate it. <laughs> so, you know, the boys up there. Yeah, I reckon they, uh, you know. <laughs> I reckon, it's, I reckon they'd probably get away with Blue Murder up there. Absolutely. They'd walk around. People wouldn't, most people would not know who they are. No, they're all saints. Everyone gets away with Blue Murder except Michael Talia. Yeah, he didn't except get away. Except Michael Talia. <laughs> he didn't get away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll leave that one alone. Also <laughs> stiff to miss. Carrying on, Mads. Uh, Jackie Lloyd, Lloyd. Two disposals, two first names at 80%. Three tackles. Three intercepts, three rebound fifties, which is where we want him. Yep, correct. rebound fifties is like for, for mine. That's his KPI. For yours, that's his KPI. <laughs> for Ben's, it's his KPI. <laughs> Two inside fifties alongside that. Five score involvements and four hundred and fifty nine meters huge. gained. Stiff to not get a vote there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Lukey Parker, as we said, was pretty quiet for the probably. First quarter and a half, but then he really got going with 20 disposals, seven clearances, five intercepts, four score involvements. Yeah, that's what you want from Parker when the chips are down, isn't it? Thought he was our most important player in the second half. His, his clearance work in the middle was outstanding. Sinclair, Cunningham, Haywood, McCartan, and Papley. We've kind of all spoken about all fantastic games. Again, stiff to miss. Ollie Florent, 20 Close. disposals. At ninety percent flow, I thought. Oh, flow! I thought he was great. He was absolutely spectacular, and we haven't really and he got touched on him. And yeah, came back on and came back on yeah. and kept fighting. I'm fully in love with him. Your man, he's a great man. Well, they're all my men, as has been previously <laughs> established, and you can have temporary loans of them whenever they have a good game. In any case, uh, a, a sensational all-round effort is basically what that leads to. Correct. To have that many guys listed as, you know, basically stiff to miss out on votes and to be, to be that contested. Well Rampy, done, boys. Rampy getting one vote. Undermanned. Chuck, you know what? I'm chucking horse in Bunch there. Bunch of kids. Horse was stiff to miss. Yeah, horse thrown Stiff to miss. Stiff to miss. Put him in there. He happy was great. To, happy to eat my words. Yeah, good. Great win for the boys. Let's go to a break, Tommy, I reckon. Yep. We'll be back after this on True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods. 
the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now in our Tommy. Second. Yes, man. That those, stinger still how sucks. The, how are those stingers going, Tommy? Yeah, they're getting there. We're getting there. Hold, hold on. I seriously wonder what you do all day. I, and that was rich of you last week, sitting in, sitting where you sit now and saying, hey, Benny, if you're going to spare eight hours, <laughs> go and watch all the losses that we've had. Are you literally producing the music yourself? No, no. I'm, I, I was gifted these, <laughs> these wonderful stingers that we've No, got. I mean the stingers that you're replacing them with. Yeah, no, I've got to source them, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Just, you know, watch this space. It'll be right. Uh, in the uh, second segment, we like to do a bit of social interaction. The first thing we like to do is the Greatest Swan of the Past 25 Years competition oh. on Facebook, and is the final. It's Kel versus Goodsy, and boys, unlike every other week, I reckon I'm going to keep this one going for another week, just get a few more votes in there. So we're at the halfway point. There's been a lot so far. There have been. We've uh, had exactly 903 votes to this point. Um, Time to turn up. And if you're a Paul Kelly fan, well, you better get voting because uh, he is trailing 38% of the vote uh, to Adam Good, 62% of the vote. So if you love Paul Kelly, get in there and save him. Got to uh, get on the True Bloods Facebook page and gotta say, vote for Kel. I reckon if Paul Kelly had won a premiership, yeah, this could be a different story. Yeah, This could be a different story. Because yep. let's face it, if you had won a premiership, you also would have won a norm. Still within, obviously. Correct. Still within, he's, he's within, within striking, striking distance. distance. Yep. Yeah, 344 votes for Kel, 559 votes for Goodsy, so get around that. Uh, also in the second segment, well, we're not going to do a new battle this week, so we'll move on. Uh, in the second segment, we like to do a social question, uh, and the one that we put up today on the Facebook page, well, short, in short, can we still make top two? And there were a lot of responses that we got back on the Facebook page today. I've got Robert Canarak. I loved his input. Robbo? What did Robbo say? Yes, we have a determined side, and even our somewhat inexperienced new recruits are showing some formidable talent. Proving harder for our opposition to predict our play, we'll rock the finals and walk away with the prize in 2018. Oh. Cheer, oh. cheer. Oh. A confident man, Robbo. Holy I hell. love it. I love where his head's at. Hey. I'm nervous for him, but I love where his head's at. <laughs> Um, good stuff from Robbo. I like the positivity. Now, I want to preface this by saying this man does get involved and message our great show every now and again. And I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. So, Al or Ali Habak, this is your moment. For sure, top two for the Sydney Swans. Hopefully, maybe in Jesus Christ will true bloods. Thanks, Ellie. Ellie, think that's great man, Ellie Habak. Not much more you can say about that. Very good stuff, Ellie. Uh, Atticus Saunders, another regular contributor. Hey. Oh, Atticus, oh. he's back uh, with absolutely. It's a very even season, and anyone can beat anyone on their day. Cliche rings true. Current longest winning streak of three games belongs to the 16th place Brisbane Lions, and that's a prime example of it. Uh, and a few more upset fixtures going our way can make all the difference. We're 0.3 off the pies in third, and as our direct competition for a top two finish, we have the chance to beat them in round 20 at home. Along with the potential return of key injured players at the pointy end of the season, a top two finish is definitely possible. Let's just hope the SCG has regained fortress status yes, by then. Indeed. Love that from Sondo. Yes. Love that. Solid contributor. 
consistent contributor. Now, yes, Matt. Got a little segment coming up. Oh, oh, hello! It's that time of the week again. It is, it, is that time of the week. Am I am I going to get this, or are you going to get it, Benny? Don't be a dickhead about it, Tom. <laughs> now what? I'm, I'm Although on. I am running hot at the moment. Yeah. I'm on one. I've I've got one under the belt. <laughs> I um I created this segment, but I actually forgot the criteria. Um, I'm quietly confident it was meant to be players beyond drafted beyond two thousand. Is that correct? That was the criteria, but yes. I'm fine. I'm fine with any. Yeah, of course <laughs> you are. <laughs> no, you are, Tommy. Born 29th of May, 1968. I've got it. Played for North Melbourne and the Sydney Swans. Played as a crumbing forward pocket or half-forward flanker and is perhaps best remembered for his mark of the year. In 1991. As well as being a premiership player. He was known for his front and square ability to get the ball. Got it. I'll hold off. Finish. finish You're kidding. Got it. Just do it. I've got no idea. You're kidding. I'm nowhere near it. I'm nowhere near it. 1991 mark of the year. He was an assistant coach with us as well. After he... This is outrageous, Ben. Go on, Tommy. Go on. Go on. To- Show I've off. Given you, I've given you Go nothing. Go mate. Share your gift. I've given you nothing. It's Brett Allison. Oh, my God. This is a joke. He reti- <laughs> the man retired in 2000. <laughs> oh. I'll take that. I'm happy with that. Happy with that. I just wanted a no decision, Benny. Mate, the nerve. The nerve on this guy. Good Lord. What the- Mads, I've had a lot of fun with this segment, but I think it's time to give it away. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Hey, we've Jeez. all got have we all got one? Shut we've up. We've all picked shut, one up, haven't shut we? Shut up, Betty. We've all picked one. Jesus. Unbelievable. <laughs> all right, that was a short, obscure there swan segment. So I guess we'll uh, we'll move on to the next break and we'll be back with the preview of the big game against the Gold Coast Suns right after this. This is True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Last week we got injured on the weekend? Uh, nothing certain for, the, for this stage in the week. It's only Tuesday, so it's a little bit early to be... Uh, declaring players in or out. So with with Kieran Jack and Heath Grundy, we'll see how the week pans out. Um, and Josh Kennedy's in a similar boat. So um, he's obviously a bit better today than what he was yesterday. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. And we won't know the Thursday or maybe even Friday how he's, how he's feeling. Has he communicated anything to yourself about his about the way he's feeling? Josh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, only the fact that um, he's getting better. And... It's happened to him before, and um, he was able to get up and play that particular week. But once again, it's you know, whilst it's happened to him before, we're not quite sure. Every every occasion, something like this happens. Um, any injury to any player, you're not quite sure 
what the outcome is so early in the week, so we'll wait and see. Welcome back to True Bloods. Of course, that was Horse speaking about uh, Joey Kennedy and also Kieran Jack and Heath Grundy in their pursuit to get back into the senior side and recover from injury. We've, of course, got a massive game coming up this weekend, this Saturday, against the Gold Coast Suns. Round 18 action it will be at the SCG. And uh, a big game. We just have to win. Just got to win. Um, whatever margin. Hopefully a big one, but whatever margin. Get it done. Uh, don't mind if there's a little bit of player management in this particular game, if there's ever a week to do it, considering we've got a tough uh, back end to the home and away season coming up after it. Well, Is it a bit of a danger game, Stuart, you, at the helm? Nah. Nah. No, I'm just asking the question. Just asking the question. Nah. No, I, no, it's fair to ask the question. I was thinking that... They're um, crap. I was, well, yeah. would you say that they're garbage? Tom? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that word? He's getting um, on board. He's getting on board in a lot of aspects, Tommy, which is good. Um, but I was thinking that before the North game, I'm like, geez, if we if we lose this, you know, is Gold Coast a danger game? I think we'll be so full of belief right now that it, it won't it won't matter. It's not a problem. We'll yeah, stay I'm really hoping to just to see continuation of yeah, that correct. performance this yeah. weekend. It would be really a waste happen. if it wasn't. If we if we play, if it's just a Tell you what, it garbage would, game of football, that won't be good for anyone. It would be a fantastic result to see an obliteration and a return to form on the SCG. Correct. Um, because all this, all this, I mean, all this talk of can we make top two? I mean, do we devil's, want to? Devil's, devil's advocate. Do we want yeah, to be top yeah, top two, or would we rather? Uh, play, you know, I don't know, Pies at the MCG or West Coast at, at, at Optus. Yep. And is that is that a realistic option? In any case, turning our attention just to this game, um, I am hoping to see a uh, a bit of a flogging. What what changes would you make, Benny, if any? Well, if Reg is coming back in, that that creates a bit of a headache because. I, I just think about all the things we said about Harry Marsh. But it, it would have to be, for mine, it'd have to be for, Marsh for going... For, for me, it'd have to be Marsh going out. There's no one else you could... Newman? Yeah, and this is this is where didn't I open him. up the conversation. Right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't, didn't mind him. Right. I didn't mind him, but I'm backing in, I'm backing in Harry Marsh. You're backing in Harry Marsh, yeah. I've basically... I've also subconsciously submitted myself to the fact that Nick Newman's, Newman will no longer yeah. be at the club next year, so I'm not about giving him game time just to make sure that he stays. Uh, I would rather give Harry Marsh the crack. Yep. Because he can lend extra support down back. That's understandable. I think you give Kennedy the extra week because yep. it's the Gold Coast. I think you give Grundy the extra week because it's the Gold Coast. And I think one of Newman or Marsh comes out. And I would bring in Darcy Cameron and Joel Amarte. Oh, Joel Amarty. That's a pretty stacked line. That's a big in. Um, it's, That's what I do. It's the right game to do it, isn't it? Yep. Bloody youngster. They're not going to do that, though, are they? are not going to do that, but that's what I'd do. Yeah. Bring in Joel Amate. Um, that's why we sit here on a Tuesday night <laughs> and not in the coach's <laughs> box on game day. There's been a lot of good things said about Amate recently. Yeah, and oh, very exciting Very player. good again yeah. on the weekend in, in the Neaffle. We'll get to that shortly. We will. Yeah, look, I, I probably, I'm, I'm probably Newman out if I have to get rid of anyone, but I am all for the resting yeah. of 
Kennedy and yep. uh, and Reg. Yep, for yep. sure. Definitely. About Kizer, if he's right, do you get you nope. pull him back through reserves or? Ah, uh, yeah. If he, if he, you put him in the reserves and it's on him to earn yeah, his spot. If, if he yep. wants to play, he can go do so through the reserves. But you know what? His KPIs in the reserves, uh, scoreboard impact, yep. and probably twenty five to thirty touches easily. That that that's what it has to be before he's even considered because because guys are getting that anyway. Yep, exactly. Younger guys, guys who are quicker. Guys who have better bodies. Yeah. But it's these are facts. Let, these, Benny, these are facts. That's all we're talking. That's all we're dealing at True Bloods. Isn't that right, Tommy? Just facts. That's it. All about the facts. The Gold Coast Suns, our opponents this week for this round 18 clash. What do we think about them, boys? Are, are they going to pose any threats that could trouble us? Wouldn't have thought so. Would love to see the SCG return to Fortress status, as, uh, as Atticus put it. Would love to see us just go out, belt the suns, and put to bed our season... Our issues there. Our season's issues McCart- there, CJ. McCartan kicks five, Hayward kicks four, that sort of thing. That'd well, be nice. This is the sort of game that McCartan could really have an impact. I mean, he's been great in the in the games that he's played yeah. so far. But impact he- is the wrong word, but he could really come, come of age, couldn't he? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah so sorry. He's already Demonstrate. Impacted. He's already impacted. Demonstrate yeah. his, uh, his ability. Scoreboard pressure. Yeah. As you boys know, nothing I love than a, love more than a, a boy who hits the scoreboard. Scoreboard pressure is what we like. Sorry to go back on old ground and, and cover what we covered before, but I just had a thought about the ins and outs. Maybe instead of getting rid of Newman or Marsh, maybe this is the week that Sinkers gets a rest for Cameron and Amarte. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd bring up a good point. Because who have we got the week after? We've got Essendon. We've got Essendon. Essendon, then Pies, then Dees, then Giants, and then Hawks. Because you yep. want him primed for those games. For Gorn and Grundy, yep. right? You you want him in tip top condition for for those two. You probably don't. You could either rest him this week or next. I think he will be pivotal against the Pies. He will pivotal. be pivotal, and against Melbourne, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, so is this the week that you bring in Cameron and Amate? I, I think it is, but you could... You, Joel Amate. Amate. You could even bring rest him in. next week as well. Because their bell chambers sucks. Let's be honest. He's garbage. And, uh, Mads, dare I say it. And I reckon our young boys love playing with each other. I yeah. heard that in the interviews yeah. after the game. Though Aaliyah was talking about how he loved playing with O'Reid and how he loved playing with um, Robinson and, and Marsh and all, all the all the young boys They're coming close. through. You know, the Mate, changing of the guard. It, They're taking over the, the side. You see it on Instagram. <laughs> They're close. They're the next wave. They're really close. They're the next wave and they yeah. they're understandably getting to be Going to be growing pretty close because they're yep. the ones that are out there. I mean, in particular, your Ronks, your Haywards, these boys, Florent. Florent, they're coming through in the seniors at the same time. Yeah, and why not when they're all in really good nick and really confident about playing with each other? Why not give Kennedy the extra week off against the Gold Coast, Grundy the extra week off against the Gold Coast? Finally, give Sinkers a rest, spot on, against the Gold Coast, and bring in two more that are just raring to go and chomping at the bit to get the opportunity. Darcy Cameron and Joel Amati. Yep. Why not? Well. Why not? Agreed. Yeah, I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on the page. Yep. So if uh, we had to tip this one, uh, we'd, we'd all go in the Swannies, I'd imagine. Oh, 15, the Gold Coast 15 goals. Hey, it's my line. <laughs> Come on, mate. It's going to be a big win, hopefully. And as you said, Ben, I think you put it perfectly. As long as we continue to be consistent off, off that game on Sunday, yeah. that's a win. 
I think this will be similar to the St Kilda game in the sense that we'll probably come out pretty strong. Yeah. But when we hit our straps, I don't want the foot to come off the pedal. Yeah, no, neither do I. And I want to keep going. Percentage and important. But I think what will be... Extremely important. To me, the worst case scenario is if we win ugly. I don't want to win ugly at all. I think that might as well be a loss because we'll lose all the momentum that we've got off the win against North. Just keep running at them, boys. Keep using the corridor. Yep. Keep taking it on. Hit targets. If there's a side that's going to let you get away with it, it's the Suns. Yeah, you correct. might as well take the game on. Yep. Now, I'm going to go eight goals. That'll do. Eight goals. Yeah. Ten, I reckon. Oh, backing off for 15 minutes. Mm, backing off. Don't have the uh, cojones <laughs> have, to stand yeah, by don't it. Don't have the cojones. That's all right. I'll stand by it. 15 goals. Oh, God. <laughs> It's just a laugh now. I might, yeah. I might as well. <laughs> uh, turn our attention to the reserves and Oy, some more great work. Updates. Yeah, what's a, what's the reserves called? The Neafle? The Neafle. It's the Neafle. Some great it's work. Great no, work coming out of our Neafle. spending too much time with uh, with old mate over here. Learning about uh, early 19th century Sydney Swans players. Mark of the year contenders, <laughs> apparently. 1904. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't think my obscure uh, memory goes back that far, but I don't know. Try me out. I wouldn't. (laughs) Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Yeah, our our reserve side, the Neafel side, had another fantastic win. Uh, After being winless and last on the ladder after five rounds, they've now won nine in a row and sit on top of the Neafel ladder. Look at that that last quarter. Eight goals. Blistering. Last quarter, one behind, it was the NT Thunder and the mighty Sydney Swans. Neaffle side, eight goals, two. Just blew them away. They were still in it at three-quarter time. but uh, One behind the NT Thunder. Uh, it's a belting. Best players, Foot, Towers, Dawson, Maybaum, Bell and Amate, who we've touched on. Goals to Darcy Cameron, Amate, Foot, Clive Bell, Towers, Dawson, Browns. I thought it was a Marty. Is it a Marty? It's, pro- it's probably a Marty. I'm just putting a bit of flair into it. Oh, that's epic. Continue. Um, Clive Bell kicked two. Towers won. Dawson won. Brown won. Stewart won. Stern won. Reinhard won. Veerhouse won. And Kilpatrick won. And our next match is the curtain raiser to the seniors game. 10.30am Saturday at the SCG against the eighth place Gold Coast. Suns get down there before get the senior side there. plays. Get there early. That'd be... What a day. Be there. Swannies all day. The old double header. God, that's a lot of footy. That is so much football. (laughs) That is so much. Mate, if I was up there, I'd be there 100%. You get to say Dean Towers run around. I mean, we'd all be there. What a charmed life being able to go to the SCG. Something of of a foreign nature for us south of the border Swans. Correct. I love that sign in the cheer squad. Yeah, so good. Love it if we get one or two Neafel games down at Lakeside Oval down here so our Victorian supporters could uh, watch the reserve side run out. Something tells me that they just wouldn't quite have the funds available. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the return on investment's there, if I'm being honest, Tommy. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, they'd They'd put the ticket prices up a little bit, I think. Yeah. No, it's on us. It's on us to go to the G and support the boys. I'd like to be in the VFL as South. Yeah, so that'd be great. That would be that would be sensational. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, looking to the round ahead, uh, Richmond taking on St Kilda. Eddie had Friday night oh. seven fifty. Oh. <laughs> God, <laughs> you talk about I mean, fifteen goals. St Kilda have uh, actually been playing some more. St Kilda are going to get belted. 
because Richmond will be furious. Yeah, <laughs> Richmond will, will be will. furious. That's that's that this like the same thing as last year as well. Because yeah. the 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 Tigs, I don't know if you remember, there was a score review where it was a uh, an internal review. So all the players have run back to the middle, and then they said, "No, no, 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 no." It was touched, and so it went back, and then. The Giants went coast Giants to coast. Won. Yeah. Went coast to coast. Jeremy Cameron kicked the goal. That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was unbelievable. And incredible scenes. Incredible and it's scenes. happened again. Yep. It's effectively happened again. The Tigers have lost. Um to the Gwis. To the to the Gwis. Who are coming along quite nicely. But in any case, I agree with you, Matt. There is going to be fire in the yep. belly. Uh I'm hoping to see St. Kilda compete. That's yep. what I want to say. It's the same card and but try and make a contest, but it will be a blood. I think it'll be 15 goals, yeah. Yeah, 70 points. Um, Collingwood taking on North Melbourne, MCG 145 Saturday afternoon. Great game. Great game. Sensational game. North, Love North the pies the season moment. on the line for North. Yes, correct. Have to win. Jared Waite, how far off is he, do we know? Uh, I can check that now. No, you know don't, don't bother, don't bother. Do you know but what? effectively, it, it, the more firepower they can get up forward, the more likely they are to win. Do you know because what? Because without a key defender, the Pies are in some trouble. They're in some trouble. I'm going to back north in here. I was... Not like you to get around an underdog, mate. I was... <laughs> Go wait three to four weeks with the calf. Yeah, he he's, uh, struggles. Um, I'm going to back them in. I was very impressed with the way they went about it on Sunday. Very impressed. Higgins is berserk. Yeah, he's very good. And Zebra was good. Zebra was great. They're still an irrelevant football club, though. <laughs> so go Pies. Jordan to to get it done with something in the in the realm of thirty-five and five. North Melbourne by six points. Jordan to Collingwood will points. will be the next Dusty. He is unbelievable. That's a big call. But it's a big call. It's. Not a bad one. He plays... Yeah, he's good. He, he, Versatile. Yeah, one of the best one-on-ones. I appreciate your endorsement of Did, my call, Tom. Yeah, no, it's all right. Thanks, mate. I like it. I like it, mate. Unbelievable. Pies by two. Pies by two goals. In yeah. a tight one. Yeah, the Stevensons and the Josh Thomases and, and these sort of blokes bobbing up, kicking two, three, yeah. four. Yeah. Um, that'll be enough to get it done. Uh, Essendon taking on the Fremantle Dockers, 4.35 Saturday. Eddie Hat. Freo heave-ho will Ooh. not... Get the job done against the Dons. And it pains me to say that because I really want Freo to win. That being said, they Where pantsed. Is it? Where is it? It's Eddie Had. Oh. They pantsed uh, Port on the weekend. So in no. this topsy-turvy season, I guess nothing's nothing's outside the realm of possibility. Correct. Yeah. Um, that was a garbage first half of footy. Port, Freeman. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sucked. I turned it off. Yeah. I turned it off. I had nothing on it. I had no tipping... No, nothing. I had um, I watched long enough to see the sling tackle, which I thought was incorrect disposal. Should have been a free mental yeah, free kick, personally. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a great was, tackle. You know, you look obviously without going into the details uh, of of what's been happening this season. We have an extremely tight and contested race. Yeah, for the for the top eight, and indeed inside the top eight for the top four, and inside the top four for the top two, mm-hmm. and we're. Talking about changing the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't personally. I mean, at a top, at a top line. I mean, realistically, it just seems silly. But, but we're not here to talk about it. that we, because well, if they change the rules, I'll tell you, what, Gil's going to get a clip on True Bloods. He's going to get a clip. He's been begging for it all year, actually, um, and he and he might get it. 
Have you heard about this seven eight and five thing? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. No. Elaborate though, Matt. Elaborate. I don't know a lot about it. I just heard Sam McClure talking about it. It's basically just you play each other once, and then floated fixture for the remainder of the draw. I don't think it's really that, but then you sort of play off to get into the finals, like the bottom two teams, and then the bottom six side, the bottom wait, eight would play to get the number one draft pick. That was Sam, okay. Sam McClure's idea. Now, I'm actually not opposed to something of like a draft lottery. Yeah, no, no neither am I. I. Think, I think the bottom four to either play off or it's just as 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 it, well, as look, it were a lottery. Historically, teams aren't that much better off getting pick one or pick four, realistically. And it also it's massive which like which club they go into in terms of the development program. Totally. You look at all the lost talent that's gone through Melbourne while they were at the bottom. Look at all the you lost talent from Brisbane. At Brisbane and Gold Coast. Carlton yeah. have only just turned it around with Sauce. You know, you 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 gotta look at these sorts of things. It depends on where players go. Yeah. For what they turn into. Yeah, well I mean if it gives um if it gives the likes of Carlton and St Kilda and, and the Gold Coast a bit more of a chance to be competitive in future years, I've got no problem as a supporter with reshaping the, the way that the draft works or the way that the fixture works. Nor do I. Um, for mine, I, I, I just want to get away from the, all these conversations about tanking and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I, yeah. just, well, that, uh, I just don't think it's any good That way, game. with that sort of style, it takes out tanking because you've yeah. actually got to play well to get the higher draft picks. Yeah, absolutely. So. We are getting away from it, though. Yeah. Uh, we are on to the next game. No Fife, no Freo for me. Bombers win. Yep, done. Yeah, Bombers. Um, it's uh, Brisbane and... Adelaide over at the Gabba, up at the Gabba, 7.25 Saturday night. Coming home with a wet sail, the Lions. They sure They've are. got my tip at the Gabba. They have, they've been pretty solid. Pretty oh, solid. Don't I know. Hmm. Don't I been know. Been backing them man. every week, Mads. Been backing them every week. I'll give it to you. Um, a The return of Rory Sloan has been big for oh, the Oh, huge. Mate. Huge. And the confidence in him signing on. Definitely. They are a much better side having knowing that he is going to be with them for the next five years. However, there would be an awful lot of belief about these Brisbane boys. And how good is Cam Rayner, Tommy? Absolute star. Tree Trunks Rayner. He's... What a haircut. Yeah, he's going to be a player. He's going to be a real player in the next few years. There you go. He will be a player that we are sure of. I'd argue he's <laughs> a player now. If we're going to be factually correct about it. I'd say he's probably been a player for most of his life. <laughs> In any case, uh, he's an elite going to AFL be player. Yes. He will be. Thanks Brisbane. for clarifying, Tommy. I agree. Brisbane in a tight one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go the other way, though. Adelaide <laughs> in a tight one. I think that uh, the experience will shine through. But I'm loving the look of the, of, uh, of the Brisbane Lions at the Gabba. Yeah, Jacobs, Crouch, Sloan, Gibbs will be enough in the engine room yes, to get it, it done will. for the yes, Crows. it will. Uh, Geelong and Melbourne. The Geelong garbage versus the Demons. This will be a great to game. To see them put up that insipid effort against Adelaide just made me furious. And it, it. Just, and it just confirmed everything that I, I have basically been saying all season, that they are not a good football side. No, but not. you just kind of got to kind of hack the fact that they're going to pop up and get a couple of wins. Yeah, yeah you've got to wear a loss. You've got to wear, yeah, you just yeah. got to do it. 
It's bloody annoying. Stand I reckon Melbourne, Melbourne will beat them. Yeah. Melbourne I'll, I'll I reckon it finally, I mean, they've been exposed a number of times this year, but I think this will be the nail in the coffin for, to make everybody go, Geelong Gorn will yeah. Gorn will destroy Ray Stanley, yeah. Yeah. who is arguably the biggest waste of talent in the competition. Well, their big problem is their, their ruck. They... Yeah, Ray Stanley. It's haven't, so easy to Ray get on Stanley's top of Ray Stanley. Yeah. Haven't recovered from the three-man up rule going down. Correct. <laughs> haven't recovered. Tommy goes clip. Uh, I like it. Yeah, Brayshaw and Oliver, uh, Jones, Gorn, that on-ball division. All they have to do, I think, is break even with Geelong, and I think in the other areas of the ground, they've probably got them See, covered. That's just that's still a very handy on-ball division, even without Viney, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, no, very, very, very. How, how important is Viney to, to the Ds? I'd say very. He's the barometer. But I think they can get it done without him. But he is the barometer. Would you agree with that, Tommy? Barometer? I'd say Gorn's probably their barometer. Yeah, when, fair. When, fair, Gorn, fair. when Gorn is off, he, they're, they're not much fair. at all. Um, but close to a second but generally, barometer. Generally, a when, second barometer when Viney's on, Melbourne's on. Yep. yep. Uh, Max Gorn, can he take out the Brownlow? That's the chat after his demolition derby of a performance on the weekend. There's a couple, a couple of blokes that could still votes off him. Yeah. There's a guy named Clayton Oliver who's got more handballs in a season than Kevin Bartlett had in his career. <laughs> and well, and he's slightly more eye-catching as well, I would have thought. Well, no, Gorney does he? have the... Slightly big... more eye-catching? What, because he's a pasty ranger? <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly right. Is, Jason, is. A- Jason Ackermanis won a Brownlow diet. Yeah. <laughs> Juddy won a Brownlow shave white, his head off. White hair, brown out, oh. eyebrows. No, I reckon, I reckon if you, you do something, if you've got something funny going on up top, you're a bit more of an eye catcher for the, for the umpires. Yeah, so, um, I actually would have thought, to be honest, that it's probably because Juddy went out and, you know, got like 30 touches every game, probably kicked a couple of goals, probably the same with Ackermanis. Rotating forward, probably got 25 touches, kicked a couple of goals every goals, game. Goals from the boundary. Yeah. yeah Twice. Yeah. You, you tell Scotty West and Peter Bell that, that you know, yeah. didn't, have something, didn't have something going on Poor in there. Poor Scotty West. And finished second <laughs> every Poor time. Poor Scotty West. Yeah, I would love to have seen him win a, win a Brownlow. Would have stolen by more eye-catching Brownlow medalists. <laughs> Mate, had long thought. hair. The flowing locks. <laughs> Scotty West. Come on. <laughs> At the bottom of the pack. For the dogs, just funneling out little handballs. Yeah, no one can yeah. even see him. He was, he, he's their Paul, Ke- their Paul Kelly. He's, yeah, a he's a champion. He's a gun. Except Paul Kelly won a brown light. If he had, pro- <laughs> <laughs> if he had peroxide blonde hair, he might have won one. Yeah. Well, there you go. Camarena, um, just uh, hit the peroxide this uh, this <laughs> night. You might, uh, could find yourself with a, with a Charlie around your neck next year. Uh, Blues and Hawks. Uh, I don't think... Well, the Hawks aren't in any sort of great nick, but you can't tip the Blues at the moment. Well, they've just lost Sicily for six weeks. Yeah. Ooh, big out. Huge. Still going to say Huge. Hawks. He's Hawks. a bit of an accumulator, but yeah. his rebound 50s are berserk. Yep. Yep. His 100%. delivery inside 50 is incredible. Um, it will be Hawthorne, because Hawthorne, as much as I hate them with a burning passion, they're a proud club. And they got done last week at the hands of a side that is... Theoretically, nowhere near them. So, they'll come and yet out. has done a number yeah. on them. Correct at home and Twice. away. Yeah, it's done a number. If I was a Hawthorne supporter, I'd be pretty worried about the fact that Mitchell's had forty three kicked a goal, 
O'Meara's had 27, kicked four goals, had a career-best game, and they've been belted by Brisbane at home. Yeah, not a, it wasn't goals. even close. Yeah. No McAvoy. No Hawks. No McAvoy, no Hawks. Mm. No McAvoy, no Sicily, no Hawthorne. Yep. But Carlton surely won't be. Well, I mean, Carlton... Yeah, it's not not going to happen. Your old mob, Tommy. <laughs> you're, still, you're still not going to back him. Nah, no way. I'll no I'll way. get around him for for for, for, for novelty purposes. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, Hawks for mine. Yeah, Hawks by forty. Blues uh, by fifteen. <laughs> West Coast Western Bulldogs Optus Stadium uh, Sunday Arvo. West Coast. We've got Kennedy and Darling back. Even without Nick Nat, understand Nick Nat's not there. Lysett is is Nick handy. Nat the most important player on that list? Uh, no, I'd say what we learned is Kennedy and Darling are. I reckon they both. Bob I Bart, dare say McGovern is yeah, pretty important. Yeah, true as well. But I don't think I, they can win without Nick Nat. I think that I think it's a damaging blow. Though. It is a, da- oh, a very a very damaging 100%. blow. I think it. I, I'm intrigued to see where yeah. where they get to without him. But it will be the West Coast Eagles at home. Yep, too much to play for, too good for the dogs. Um, Port Adelaide and GWS to close out the round of 18. And it's going to be at Adelaide Oval at 4.30. It should be an absolute beauty, this one. This is just about match of the round. Yeah, a fire in the belly, I think we'll see from Port. Yep. Uh, a bit of sting. That being said... Giants are on a very, very good run. I think um, they were very good against against West Coast when they dropped it over good. at um, over at Optus. That you can single handedly put that down to Ryan Griffin. So you get rid of him, and they probably win. Uh, I would actually, I'm going to go with the Giants by three goals. I think Port Adelaide will look back on that loss at the end of this year when they miss out on top four, probably, and go what. On earth, were we thinking in that two hours? They could potentially miss finals. Mm, they could. Not going to go there, but I will say that they could potentially lose to West Coast with a Luke Chewy kick after the siren in extra time. No. They will miss. They will miss top four, and I think there is not a very realistic chance that West Coast will miss top four as well. Yep. The, repeat of last year. You're saying Bank. the Nick. You're saying the Nick Nat. Injury. I think that Nick Nat could be the difference yeah. between top four and top eight. Sure, sure. I spoke earlier in the year about the GWS being a bit soft and not having that killer instinct, but I'm starting to uh, change my tone a bit here. I think they are the real deal. I well, think they're going to win this week by 40-plus. Well, they... It's, well, it's, go on, Tommy. Put your, put your heart and soul on it, mate. Give it 15 goals. I don't think they'll win by that much. Port's a better side than that. But straps at this, and I like Toby Green. Oof. But he is very, very good. Whit- so good. Whitfield, 35. All outside. Uncontested. But if they're getting it to him, then they're going well. Yep. If he's getting 35, that means they're, he's getting a, they're getting a bit out in the open space. Yeah, he's kind of like a Jack Boy, really, isn't he? Yep. Canelio having 30 as well. I, I, I like what JW Canelio or Shiel? Who would you rather have if you are the Carlton Blues? Uh, Shiel. Canelio. Mads, talk us through Shield. I just think that he's what they need at the moment. Canelio is probably what they need as well, though, realistically. Why would you have Canelio, Tommy? I just think uh, while, while Shield's uh, awesome runner um, gets into the right spot. That's what, that's what they need. It's a power endurance runner, and he's going to add 
an extra bit of grunt and, and a bit of experience but there you, midfield. I think you get that as well from Canelio, but I think he's just got more class. There's just more class. I reckon there's more class and I reckon there's more scoreboard impact. Yep. Yeah, as but, yep. I think that... And, and this is based purely on their roles at the moment. I yep. think that Shield is doing less around kicking goals, whereas Canelio is actually doing more. He's pushing forwards. And that's probably, you know, as, as instructed. But I would rather personally have Canelio on my side just because of scoreboard impact. Shield, and you both know how important scoreboard yeah. impact for well, me is to that's me. that's right. Shields, I liken a little bit to Lloyd, our Lloyd. Yep. Um, who just gets in the right spots and he just keeps running and gets into the next right spot. And Great player to have, but just the class of Canelio. Love him. Love him. Reckon he's unreal. Love him at Swans. Oh, well. Wouldn't we all? Uh, so, tips for this one. Um, Giants. Giants. Giants by 40 points for me. And that'll do us. That's all the tips. So, this has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And that is it for another week. Calm the Mighty Bloods for this Saturday against the Gold Coast Suns. Make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks to Madison Clark and Ben Andrew, as always. Pleasure being here, Tommy. Can I get a look, Tommy? you, Tommy. My name is Tommy Flanagan. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods. Up the Swannies. This has been a Podular Media production.